Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome everyone to the Words of Encouragement podcast and of course I am none other than your host Arlena and it's not going to be no great big intro as normal because of course this is just an impromptu episode and as you can see my voice is kind of leaving me a little bit but I really wanted to record this and today is actually Wednesday March 8th and the time is currently now ooh, 10 o'clock on the dot 10 p.m. So yeah. So basically, I just wanted to record this episode real quickly. I hope and pray that each and every one of you are in great health, great strength, and most importantly, in great spirits. Now, this episode was based on something that I saw. So yesterday, um, came home and I was really tired, very, very tired because, um, a lot of times I'm just going, going, going like one of those energizer bunnies. And I guess after so many years of doing it, I don't know sometimes how to slow down. And But anyway, I was really, really tired and I did something that I don't do too often. I went to bed early because I was really feeling beat up. So I went to bed. I think I fell asleep like after eight. Didn't even know I was asleep until when I woke up that I had to go to the bathroom. And then when I checked the time when I got back, it was like 345 in the morning. Of course, I said a little prayer and by that time. I was no longer sleepy because yeah, I hadn't really slept. So I decided to pull my phone and look at some, you know, YouTube videos. And normally to what I would like to, what I like to do is listen sometimes to some podcasts, Christian podcasts, but I was looking at something. And for those of you who are very well familiar with YouTube, which I'm sure just about everyone is YouTube often likes to recommend stuff to you. And of course, it was no exception at 3.40, whatever it was in the morning. And it caught my eye. It's a channel that I've never seen before. But as you know, with most YouTube vloggers or bloggers, however you want to call them, they know how to work those thumbnails. And on this particular thumbnail, excuse me, thumbnail, 
it's it said this is what it it read it said transgender woman dies on her way back from church so i'm like huh now i have to click on that and that's exactly what i did so i'm like what's this about and as i clicked on it i began to look at it and at the same time read some of the comments So let me read a little something because I decided afterwards because I couldn't go to sleep after watching that video because there was a part of me that was like so annoyed and another part of me that was angry. And you're probably asking, but like, why? Let me get into the story a little bit and please forgive me for my voice. Yeah, I've been hoarse. So, yeah, I washed my hair on what was it, on Thursday evening and we had a temperature drop and yeah. <laughs> so, um it kind of caught me a little bit. But anyway, the person that we are talking about goes by the name or went by the name E. Manuela Ada Olisa, the female church chorister discovered to be a man after her death. So I'm going to be reading, you know, an article here because I had to go afterwards and look up this article. Um, to do, you know, do a little more research instead of just relying on what this vlogger was saying. And indeed, he was completely correct with his story. So this is what it says. Worshippers at St. John's Catholic Church are still in shock. After discovering that one of their lead singers who always takes praise and worship in the church, a young, beautiful chorister by the name of Emanuela Ada Olisa, was actually a transgender female. And for those who are not familiar with the word, because I was just going to say I'm not sure what that totally means, and when I say that according to the story, a transgender female is a woman who was born as a man, but now transformed their gender to become a woman. Okay, that's what I thought, but okay, just stick with me. Emanuela Adaulisa, who was a lead singer at St. John's Catholic Church in Iwofe, Port Harcourt was discovered to be a trans woman after her tragic death. Okay, that's what this one says. But the one on the BBC says, and also according to the video, 
he was, he, yes, was not trans. So in other words, he had not transitioned. And that's when it was discovered that he was a man because obviously he still had his full organ. And that's when they discovered like, wait, what did you, wait, let's, let's continue. Now, according to reports, exclusive, Emanuela Avaolisa, who shocked many after her real identity was revealed as a lady who died in a keke accident. Now, the keke is kind of like a kind of like a um, like a moped type of thing that they have in Africa, like a kind of you know moped type of transportation. And church members claimed that they had no knowledge that Emanuela was a man until. The mortuary attendants made the discovery. However, the word trans can be seen on Emanuela's Facebook profile. He didn't hide. And it's right up here for me to see where he describes himself as Emanuela Adolisa by name, first Nigeria trans pharmacist currently miss court ha court according to chuka gabriel essay who shared the story on facebook wrote what our climb has turned into a certain emmanuel anawalisa a pharmacist who graduated from Uniport until the unthinkable happened on the 31st of January, 2023, nobody knew he was a transgender. This person started worshiping at St. John's Catholic Church in Iwofe Road, Poha Court within November, 2022. All along, she was putting on engagement ring, wearing all manner of female makeups, female clothing, etc., she joined choirs climbing altar at will. Now, this is one of the members that is who wrote this. That's what I'm reading. And he said she had told people around her in the church that she's from Undo. She's done her traditional marriage, that she's now on her wedding classes at St. John's Catholic Church. And on that note, parishioners were going along well with her. And on that fateful 31st of January, after evening program in the church on her way home, she met her Waterloo. This is what this individual writes. And now it continues. She was seen in a tricycle. That's what the KK is, a tricycle. Inside a gutter, bleeding all around her face. After being there for a while with little or no rescue, the info got to the church choir members who went there to confirm the story to be true. There and then she was taken to a military hospital around Rumola, Port, Port Harcourt. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's okay. PH. On getting there, she was confirmed dead on arrival. Furthermore, she was to be dressed by the mortuary attendants. And it was then they discovered that she was 
a he. So in other words, he had not transitioned. He still had his full organ. The mortuary attendants then called on the church choir master to interview him on the gender in which they deposited with them. And the choir master responded that it was a female. But when he and his team was led to really confirm their position, lo and behold. Now this is what I'm reading what this parishioner wrote. It says also in the article that the choir team were bewildered by what they saw that they have been, they thought that they would deal, you know, it, according to this um, article, it says the choir team was bewildered by what they saw that they have been dealing with a man, but not a woman as she claimed to be many other stories about him. Now they're referring to him as him started surfacing from people that knew him before. Please, my people, let's be vigilant at all times. Now, that's a quote. And then we have here, um, this is the same um, person that I was reading their statement before. So I'm, um, this is the rest of the statement. And um, he, he reads, or he says, he or she in the picture has died in a kicker accident in Ruma Lumini. Porta Harcourt. After completing, let me read this one more time because I want you to hear what I'm saying. He says, what's his name again? Let's see, what's his name again? Um, Chu Chikua, Gabriel Essie. Okay. He says, continuing to read his statement, he slash she in the picture has died in a kiki accident in Ruma Ulumini, Porta Court, after completing a 21-day prayer and fasting as a chorus in his parish, St. John's Catholic Church. After the priest at the end of the fast declared that anyone who is about to disgrace this church will die shamelessly. When he lost his life on the way home and on depositing his corpse in the mortuary by the parish, Cathachist discovered he is he and not she as he presented himself or herself. I'm reading just what it says here to the parish and his fiance is Still denying, okay, and his fiance is still denying he never knew she was a he. So he didn't even, he was posing as a transgender, but he hadn't transitioned. He was still very much fully a man, at least, in, you know, in that department. But everything otherwise, he was dressed like a woman. And I was reading some of the comments. And I have to agree with, uh, I'm like, listen, I have never, let me read some of these comments for you. Because I have to agree with, you know, I have to agree with, you know, oops, there we go. I kind of had to agree with what they were saying. Um, Let's see. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, where was that comment? Well, somebody says here a very sad story, which indeed it is. He said, Emmanuel deserves glory, not criticism, nor condemnation. Too late for that. You know, and that's the thing that really bothered me because as I get a little further into the commentary, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little more into it, you know. And the, this person reads, um, comment reads, no matter whether we are pro or anti-sexuality, she deserves love and empathy. Yeah, while she was alive, I agree with that. That part, I do agree with. Where was that coming? Because at this point, everybody's coming. Let's see. But someone, because um, I, I, I was reading these comments. Um, and the thing about this is she, uh, well, he was in the ditch. And they didn't even find him until afterwards. And it's like one big old story behind that whole thing. Let's see. I don't. Okay, this was this was one. This person said, "I don't understand how no one knew she was trans." He said, "This person says I could see it. I could see it miles away." Listen, I have never been to Africa, much less to Port Harcourt or to that Catholic church, and I could take one look at this these pictures, and I can see that's a man. So how is it she in the he or she in the church and you couldn't you couldn't see that was a man dressed in I guess you would say drag and I'm not trying to to make fun of this situation cuz this is nothing to make fun of I'm actually annoyed I was I was annoyed from listen from 3:40 from the moment I saw this story and I watched that video all day at work I was annoyed so I know I had to comment because I was really annoyed. Number one, there's all she has all kinds of different pictures up, and you could clearly see it's a man. And also, she identifies as a trans anyway. But my point is, what I'm trying to say here is, she comes into your church in November, and you put her in the choir. So you don't give her a chance to at least sit in the church and become a member and hear the word of God. And you just, you know, you just elevate her to the, to the choir and different things like that. My question is, if she was under them every single Sunday and they could, listen, we ain't met her or him. Just by looking at these pictures, we can see that this is a man and uh, clearly this is a man in drag. And if he was in their face every single Sunday in the choir singing, you mean to tell me the, the, the what do they have? Priests in Catholic church? The priests or whatever they call them. The priests couldn't see that something was off or better yet. The Holy Spirit didn't whisper nothing to you. And then the whole church as well? Well, that tells you that's a dead church. That's Sardis. That's one of the churches in, in, in Revelation, the dead one, Sardis, clearly. 
And that just goes to show you have to be careful who you're sitting under. You're sitting under dead people. And this is the point that I'm trying to, not just me, but many of us are trying to make. You have to know who you're sitting under. How in the world you didn't know something was off? How How, how is that even possible? I, anybody look at these pictures, you can see that I look like a man. I'm a woman. How, how, how do you not know that? Like something off. Like there's something a little strange there. I mean, come on. And you're the priest and, and these members, you all can't see? Oh my goodness. Well, that clearly is a sleeping church. It's a dead church. Sardis. Dead church. And you mean the Holy Spirit ain't whisper nothing to you? Really? But then I see why too. It's a dead church. And because it is a dead church, today we have a dead man that not just lost his life, but probably also his soul. This is not funny. This is not funny. And I remember about a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about something. I re- well, actually, I was remembering something. When I, w- when I first moved to Charlotte, I ended up in a homeless shelter because I ended up losing everything in the Caribbean and I had to migrate out. And I remember the first week I was there, I'm, you know, I'm at the bus stop waiting for the bus. And one of the same, it's a women's shelter, was at the bus stop. And of course, it's a, it's a man dressed like a woman. But I still show them respect no matter what because they're still human beings. And he well-dressed boy. And he's saying he's going to the church and he's praising the Lord. And I believe he did love the Lord or he do love the Lord. And that's how I came to hear about, what's that church called? Um, this Elevation Church. And he's like, yeah, I go every Sunday. And I'm there thinking to myself, you go every Sunday. So I'm thinking to myself, you mean he going every Sunday dressed as a woman? You mean to tell me you going every Sunday dressed as a woman? They didn't preach nothing once that touched you enough to say, boy, I need to take off these clothes and put on male clothes? So clearly, if you go to this church every Sunday, a man dressed like a woman and you're comfortable well, something ain't right. Clearly, God ain't there. Yes, the Bible say, come as you are. It didn't say, stay as you are. And he told, he was telling me, he said, I go every Sunday. And we look like a nice person, really. But we ain't talking about niceness right now. We talking about the things of God. And you got to learn to be able to separate the two. Kind of like the island people back home. Oh, he was so friendly. Oh, he was so this. But that's not what we're talking about. That don't get you into heaven. Oh, he feed the poor. And? But he had Jesus. I'm just saying. This, oh my. That's my point, what I'm trying to make here. This young man been coming to your church since November. 
You ain't recognize that this man, that's something off. And the Holy Spirit didn't tell you nothing. Well, I could understand why at this point. And because it's a dead church. Now, it got some men that, you know, when they dress like women, they could really fool you, boy. Let me tell you, look better than some women. Or oh, a lot of women, I should put it out there. But he wasn't one of them. You could clearly see he was a man. Okay? You, and you, you would clearly, you, you would either say he either is a man or that's one ugly woman. I'm just sorry to say it. But you could tell that, you know, that whoever this person is, that identity is off somewhere. But yet he's, un, he, he, every Sunday in church, singing in the choir, he even fasting and praying. But yet the pastor or the priest, because they got a priest, couldn't see that they would, because sometimes the things that we don't see, but guess what? The Holy Spirit sees and he's going to tell you, look, watch yourself. Look at that deal. Hmm? I know a couple of pastors out there. <laughs> Liam had entered Gino Jennings Church. Gino Jennings would have spotted him one time. Come here, take off those clothes. I could already hear uh, uh, Pastor Jennings. And, and, and many other, you know, true men of God that would tell him, listen, we love you. We, you know, you can come anytime, but honey, you, you know, who was it? I don't even remember who it was, but someone came to the church dressed as a woman and the pastor said to him, we welcome you, but you have to, you know, you know, you can't keep coming dressed as a woman. In other words, that stuff got to go. That have to go. Nothing wrong you come in the first time that way because we all, listen, we all come in some kind of way. Maybe we was properly dressed, but we were full of sin. But either way, you can't stay the same way. And especially you just walk through the door and you're, you're in the choir. And then make it worse. Now they discover your man dressed as a woman. And this is, this is my point. You have a bunch of false prophet, pa false prophets, P-R-O-F-I-T-S, all caps. And yes, I do know how to spell prophet. That only is spelled P-R-O-P-H-E-T is only for the true prophets. Those false prophets is spelled P-R-O-F-I-T-S capital. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. You got a ton of false prophet pastors. They don't care about people's souls. And that's why I'm mad. Because I know had he walked into the right church, that pastor would have seen him and like, hey, you're going to take that off or else. And they would have loved him to Christ. And like, listen, I love you, you know, I love you. But listen, we can't do this. This is not of God. Much less for you to be in the choir. And they would help him if if he if he's willing to get that help to get to where he need to go. But the next time you come, you need to be dressed as a man, or else, you know. But yet, from November to January, he's singing every Sunday in the choir, and he took he took um he took part in the twenty one day fast. And 
as he's taking part in the 21 day fast, the priest says, anybody who disgraced this church, well, maybe the Holy Spirit started to speak to the priest then at that point. Okay, let's see. What did the, okay, here we go. I'm going to read that part one more time. This is what um, Ch Mr. Chikuwa says, which is one of the parishioners. That after Emanuela Ola Lisa, whose real name is Emmanuel O Lisa. After completing a 21 day prayer and fasting as a chorist in his, in his parish, excuse me, of St. John's Catholic Church, after the priest at the end of the fast declared that anyone who is about to disgrace this church will die shamelessly. And then on his way home from church, he dies. So was that maybe God speaking through this priest at the point? Maybe he woke up and didn't even know what he was saying. Only God in heaven. But my point is, had he seen before, he could have pulled this young man to the side and say, listen, we don't do that here. We love you. We more than welcome to have you worship with us. But we need you to come dress as a man. What they do outside? Well, you're not responsible. When you come in here, you have to dress like a, a like a man. And he must sit in, in, in the pew. He's supposed to be on no, no praise and worship team. No choir, no none of that. And because of that spiritual blindness of the head, this young man is dead today. I hope, you know, that he was at least able to make some kind of peace before he left here. And if he, he tried, I hope God accepted it. That's all I can say. You can't play with the Lord. You can't play with God. You can't play with God. That's the problem. People are playing with God Almighty. Are you crazy? Even if, let's say, you as a man, I pass in as a woman. Man, I gonna sit on in the pew. I ain't trying to go up and say I join in choir and all those things. I be afraid of God. Are you crazy? Because so many people walking around here just disrespecting him. Everybody think they can do it, but not because you see, Sister Susie or Brother Son so get away with it. Mean <laughs> you can. It just maybe happened that Brother um, Brother Son so and Sister Susie time ain't arrived yet to get their payment. But guess what? Yours might be right for the picking. And that's exactly what happened to him. And my point is, all of this could have been prevented. This is a young man that has lost his life. And most likely, his soul. I hope not. But this, you don't play with God. You know, you don't do this. And he was about, to, this guy was engaged to be married. As well. And then they show you like some pictures and his videos on Facebook. It's like, Lord Jesus, but with him, all kind of uh, uh, provocative. I mean, and he, but he in the choir. He's in the choir. I'm, listen, Stephen, the late Stephen Darby dead. And had he walked into the church, he, 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 he would see that something was wrong there. That's, that's what's wrong. Yes, we have to love people, but you can't love people to hell. You have to be able to tell people when they're wrong, but you have to be able to tell them with love indeed, but you got to tell folk they're wrong. Of course, they ain't like to hear when they're wrong, but if you're wrong, you're wrong. 
Now, I'm just going to give you a little brief story. And this is a true story. I knew of a young man, and I knew this young man when he was a child. Okay? I could see him right now running around as a child. And eventually, as, you know, I got older, he got older, you know, we had different lifestyle. And I was way older than him. I went to America. I don't know where he went, but he went somewhere and he got into this, this, this same type of lifestyle. And the next thing you know, he married a woman. Excuse me, he married a man. And he was full-fledged out with his, you know. And for those of us who knew him when he was young, a young kid running around, it was hard to watch, but still, you know, we never disrespected him. You know, and he always had the, the most utmost respect for most of us because he knew us. And he was just outlawish with it. And he would go to church every Sunday. Sometimes I go to, you know, I'm in church, he walk in church, and he, he long-fingered it, but he'd come to church faithfully. He did love the Lord. And then at one point he decides to get surgery. He was going to do the trans surgery to convert completely. And while doing the surgery, it went bad. And he became crippled from the waist down. He came to church dressed in his woman garb. Uh, he wasn't wearing no dress, though. He was wearing um, a pantsuit, but of course it was a woman's. And his long fingernails and his hair and his weave and, you know, but he, he, he truly, he did love the Lord. You know, sometimes some of them, they were molested. You know, it, you know it, it's a lot of different things sometimes that cause them to enter into these types of lifestyle. And um, he was... Paralyzed from the waist down. And to this day, he's still in a wheelchair. And the next time, because I, I, I've been out of there now so long that it's not even funny. But I remember the last time when I was there in church, I think it was 2000. And because um, Hurricane Lewis hit me in 17. So I think the last time I saw him in the church, when they brought him in, I think it was 2016. He was in the wheelchair. And let me tell you, he was dressed as a man. And that female or effeminate spirit that he had, it was no longer there. He was back to the man he was supposed to be. But the sad part about it was because his mother ended up dying, his father turned his back on him because his son was, you know, and I'm like, I understand you may not like the situation, but he's still your child. And he he has disowned him to this very day. His father considers him as dead, which is completely wrong. So oftentimes, a lot of us, we would pitch in to try to help him as best as we can with whatever we could give him. You know, whether he needs a ride, a little change, a plate of food, we would try. And he, he had money. He had money. He had he was popular, he had it all, but when he ended up in the wheelchair, all those people were his friends, he couldn't see them. And I remember one day, I ran into him, I was still living in St. Martin at that time. 
and we were talking and I, I tell him about the Lord. I said, don't go back in that. I tell him, I said, the Lord spared your life. Don't go back in there. And he told me, he says, sometimes you're not as good temptation. I said, I don't care how tempted you. And um, I think someone was calling him, telling him he loved. I said, listen, cut that off. I said, the Lord spared your life. Do not go back into that. And from what I've heard, he's been fine. You know, he's still in the chair, but he hasn't, um, well, he can't go back in, into it anyway, you know. Um, but he... Whenever you would, um, like sometimes if I'm there visiting, I haven't visited in a while, you run into him, he's, you know, he dressed like a man and he talks now. He ain't talking like that girly girl thing. He, like a, he has it like a man. So he had to lose everything when he almost lost his life and God spared his life. But the thing is, he wasn't making mock of the Lord. That's, that's the difference. He wasn't going up in the choir singing and he couldn't try that now because nobody's going to love him to go do that. We we know who he is. And he and he wasn't trying to do that either. He really loved the Lord. He wanted to come and just no matter what, he just wanted to, you know, he wanted to come and better praise and worship the Lord. However, that's what he just wanted to do. Even though he wouldn't have been in the right form or attire, his heart meant well. So God knew his heart. But if God didn't allow that to happen to him, he might have ended up like this young man, dead. We got to respect the things of God. We got to respect the word of God. I mean, seriously speaking. And I don't remember what the scripture is. But I remember it saying something about, you know, people shouldn't, or like, and that was in reference to pastors as far as running to be teachers because you're going to be held accountable. And here is a young man. Had he ended up in, but he wasn't going to go to nobody else's church. Because he know why. Because if he go to anybody else's church, they know, they would have known. Now the false prophet, they wouldn't have cared. So he, you know, but had he gone to a real pastor's church, he wasn't going to go. Because he knew they was going to, they was going to know who, who he was. But he knew that was a blind and dead church. And they were blinded. They couldn't see the whole church. They were blind and dead, and now he dead. And that's sad. That's very, very sad. So yes, I was like, I was pissed the whole day today at work. I'm just being honest, cause I'm like, how many more people gotta die before? How many more have to die? How many more have to lose their souls for the church to wake up? For the, you know, for for how many? How many more people? And this is a sad story, but at the end of the day, it's the choice he make. You can't play with God. Now, had he probably just sat in the in in the in the pew, he might still be alive. But you gonna join the choir? And knowing you have no fear of God? Oh my goodness! It it is sad. So basically, that's basically. What I wanted to share, because I was really annoyed. And I'm like, you mean the whole church? And y you have us here who looking at the, we even in Africa. And some might be in Africa. And some of we even ain't been to Africa. We don't even know him. We've seen as they're showing the picture. We're like, but you can see this a man. And you mean tell me he in the church in front of you. 
And you can't tell. And not just the, past, the, the priest, but the whole church. But what does that say? What does that say? I'm sure he'd have walked into win worldly church, win worldly men with a with a do some deliverance. Cause he would have recognized it immediately. Do you know Jennings would have Pastor Jennings would have recognized? I mean, I could call up the name, some name of some pastors that would have would have see straight through that. That is so sad. Because had that priest seen that, he could have talked to him. And could have probably saved a life and possibly even a soul. Hmm. And like he says, like the priest said in, in the statement, anyone who disgraces his church will die shamelessly. Well, he did die shamelessly. But guess what? Shame on them too. Because how could you not know? Are you asleep? They sleeping like the apostles were sleeping in the garden while Jesus was praying. That's sad. You sitting under dead and sleeping men. Come out of Sardis, people. Come out. Come out of Sardis. Come out. Go to Philadelphia. Go ahead. Oh my goodness. Go to Philadelphia. Or Pergamos. Gee. Lord have mercy. That is that, that is terribly sad. And as if I'm going down here, looking at something, she dressed in woman gear. Dress. Wigs. Makeup. In the choir. And then here's a picture of him as a man. Um, he was previously, before he started identifying himself as a woman, wherever he came from, he was um, an altar boy in, in the Catholic Church. So he decided to continue in the Catholic Church, but now as a woman in the choir. And he was a pharmacist. Okay? Smart young man. But not smart when it comes to the things of God. It is so sad. You know? But hey. At the end of the day. We make our bed. And we have to choose. Which way we want to go. The broad or the narrow way. We have no excuse. The gospel is being preached on every corner. Every way you can find it. For the most part. It's either you listen, you want to hear it, or you, you know, take heed, or you don't take heed. But believe it or not, one day there will be consequences to each and every one of our actions if we don't change whatever it is that needs to be changed that does not line up according to the word of God. And that doesn't go just for him, that goes for me or anybody else. And like I said, it's very sad because this could have been prevented. Could have been prevented. It could have been prevented. So today, Mr. Emmanuel Olisa, which is his real name, and he is a man, is dead. No longer on the face of this earth. And the church had no idea. Not just the priest, but the whole church. And I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, my goodness, you can see that's a man. It tells you the condition that we are in. The church is asleep. We need to wake up. We need to wake up and be like the, the seven wise 
virgins and not the seven foolish ones. <laughs> so yeah, so basically that's all I wanted to share. And that's it for this episode. Basically, I'm on hiatus for right now. Um, depending on which platform you're listening to this on, um, I'm busy catching up on Podomatic. Um, as far as up-to-date episodes, all up-to-date episodes are featured on Spreaker.com and slowly I'm moving them over to Podomatic, um, you know, bit by bit. So I should be back to recording fresh episodes within maybe the next month or so. So, or unless something else comes up, but yeah, I just had to jump in there today and I really had to talk about this because I was pissed. Listen, listen, you ha- you need to know who you're sitting under. If your pastor don't care enough about you to tell you the truth, like I'm going to keep saying it, the same thing. When I haven't thought of my ex like that since we were dating way back then, which was 30 plus years ago. Today, I think of him every day. And I think going forward, for the rest of my life, that's the way it's going to be. Because once again, you have pastors that don't want to step up and do what they're supposed to do. Or they're afraid they're going to lose members. They ain't going to get no tide. But what about the person's soul? I'm going to get a quick, another quick story before I get out of here. I knew someone that wanted to remarry. Now, I never looked into that whole thing because yeah, I ain't never been married, so it, it don't apply to me, so I don't know. And I, I had no interest in knowing it anyway because, yeah, I ain't married. And I've never been married. So, you know. And they were going to this particular church. And obviously the pastor knew the story. So when they were wanted to get married, they wanted the pastor to marry them. And the pastor said to them, I can't. Because you were already married. And one of the individuals was in the wrong with something. I'm not going to go into it because, you know, that's none of your business. He told her the truth. So the person went and they asked another pastor of another denomination. And that pastor tells the person about the woman at the well. And today I'm in the story of the woman in the well. Because I'm reading John 4 right now. I'm studying the book of John. Um... Uh, of course, I do know the story, but I'm just saying, I just happened to be there today. And the other pastor tells this person, the woman at the well had, I forget how many husbands. Yes, she did. But when she met Jesus, because remember, she had X amount of husbands. And Jesus said to her, even the one you're with right now, he's not even yours. So the what the person she was with, he was not her husband, but she had X amount of husbands. But when she asked about this living water, 
that he had to offer. And when he tell about herself, she ran off, left her water pot, and she told the people, come, come see a man that told me about myself. He must be the Christ. And just like she left her water pot, obviously, she left that lifestyle, which also was probably that man. I'm not going to say which denomination this other pastor is from. But listen, you got to read your Bible. Don't just read. Start studying. But let's be real. When you're first starting to read your Bible, you start you starting out studying. But you got to start somewhere. And today, the first one that told this individual, I can't marry you, he has gone on. And I said, you know what? God bless the pastor. Because he was telling the truth. If my ex had a pastor to tell him the truth, he would still be here. People, please. Please. These are not the times for us to be playing. It is not. God is not playing. He never was playing. But his grace was long. And maybe because someone might get extended grace, that don't mean that might apply to you. It's important. Know who you're sitting under. Know your word for yourself. Know you ain't going to know everything. A pastor preaching, I wonder who he pre- wait, 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 Which part I be? Which, oh, let me see the verse. I go to church. I Listen, I got my notebook. When I used to go. My notebook and my pen. Because I need to write down. Because I need to go. I need to look at these scriptures. For myself. Okay. I want to know what he's saying. Because the moment our false prophets start talking. Nonsense. I'm going to look at them very funny. Like. You know that ain't the Bible right. I'm telling you. Okay. But if you don't read it. How would you know? If you go by everything somebody tells you. But in reality. The first pastor did tell the truth. So each day I pray for this individual and I'm like, Lord, you know, yeah, that's all I could do. Because how can I, how can I be the pastor? I'm not a pastor and I ain't trying to be either because that's not my function. And no, there ain't no woman pastor. There ain't no way in the Bible. Nobody fool you with that. There's no way in the Bible and there ain't no women apostles either. No, they're not. But all I could do is pray, Lord, please. I just pray. Okay, it, it, this is no joke. You've seen too many young people just dying and losing their souls. The church is fast asleep. Let us wake up, please. This is the end of this episode. God bless. See you whenever the next episode is. Be safe.